0: us on the Society of Publication Designers, Who the F Did That? podcast. This episode is part two of our two-part COVID series, Who the F Did That? during COVID-19. I am your host, Natalie Gailuca. Joining us today are Alana Schweber, the photo director of People Magazine, and celebrity photographer Austin Hargraves. We are going to chat with them about some of the celebrity photo shoots they have worked on during the pandemic. Welcome, Alana and Austin. So happy to have you here today. Alana, let's start with you. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: I'm the director of photography for People and People.com, and I have been with People Magazine for coming on 11 years now. I was at InStyle before that, and prior to the pandemic, I commuted to Brookfield Place every day, but I am currently at my home in Connecticut. Sitting at my kitchen table with my children on their iPads upstairs.
0: Sounds great. Well, thank you for joining us. Austin, where are you calling in from?
2: Hi, Natalie. I'm from England, but I'm in LA and I've been here 10 years and I'm a freelance photographer out here.
0: So, you guys have been telling me about some really interesting shoots that you have done since the pandemic started. And the first one I'm really excited to hear about is Regina King. That was shot for People Magazine by Austin. So, do you guys want to tell me a little bit about how that shoot worked?
1: So, I'll start on this. This Regina King was for our People of the Year cover. And this is our second year in a row doing multiple covers. We did four covers last year, four covers this year. So, the covers this year were Dr. Fauci, George Clooney, Selena Gomez, and Regina King. And they were all shot by different photographers due to life and pandemic. And they were all very different scenarios. But Austin shot the beautiful Regina one and it was virtual and the other three were in person. So Austin was in LA and Regina was filming in New Mexico. And Austin can tell you exactly how he went about doing it, but I think the end result, if you just looked at all four covers on the newsstand is you wouldn't know that he was, I don't know how many miles away New Mexico is from LA, 700, I'll make that up. thousand? Sounds (laughs) right. U.S. public school education, no clue.
2: <laughs> so um, I got the call asking if I could shoot a cover, and I was excited because I thought, oh, look, I get to go out and take pictures. But it was a virtual <laughs> shoot, which I've become quite used to now. Um, and the first question I always ask is, like, how big do you want to use this picture? And they said it was for a cover. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm not going to be able to Zoom, not going to be able to FaceTime. We're going to have to send a real camera and a laptop. And... Um, and the problem we found, or not the problem, the problem is that a lot of these people are in bubbles. So, you know, who is with them? What kind of expertise do they have? Can they, can they set up a camera? Can they set up a laptop? And we found out that Regina was filming in New Mexico and she was in a bubble, which two PAs from her film set were also involved in and they could kind of control the photo shoot from that end. So we sent, um, I sent a camera and a laptop to uh, Regina in New Mexico, we had a background sent from LA and then we had a local grip company send some lighting and drop off at the door. And then the two PAs, uh, Tamika and Charlotte kind of set up for me. So I got up at like four o'clock, I think, 4 a.m. LA time and um, talked them through setting up the the equipment. Yeah, so I think uh, we were trying to match three of the shoots that were happening in person. So we had a similar kind of background sent out to New Mexico and we had scouted virtually via the um, real estate pictures. So we can kind of have a rough idea of what the rooms are looking like. And since we kind of had, I think that a lot of the problem with these virtual shoots is, you kind of have to go in very fixed idea of what you want to get out of it. You know, normally being there in person, you can react to the room, the light, the clothing, um, you know, what's happening. But with these virtual shoots, you kind of have to know what you want and plan exactly what you need to get out so everyone's clear. Because a lot of time, the people on the ground, it's their first time holding a camera, setting up a C-stand or, you know, multitude of things. So you can have to like spell it out. Um, you know, I had some of the equipment in my office, so if there was a problem, I could actually hold up the equipment here and point out what they needed to do. But if that wasn't the case with this one. Tamika and Charlotte were actually very capable. So um, I've lost where I am at.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine that's really nice that you had two PAs on the ground with her as opposed to, you know, just like a friend and a child or, you know, <laughs> yeah, some I'll, I'll... just regular non-in-the-industry people. Who my, like, the, don't
1: know how
2: to put a C stand up? Yeah, my very very first virtual shoot, um which happened, I think, back in uh, when was it? Probably like August, because the rest up until then had been like driveway shoots, where I just kind of turn up on a talent's doorstep and shoot them in the driveway or whatever garage door they had, or you know whatever planting was there. But this the, the very first one I had was with a French director, and the only person, the only person in um his apartment with him was his French housekeeper spoke no English so I'd have to speak to him in English and he would translate it to French and then she had never used an iPhone before and I just I left that brief Shoot, we like crying I, went, I, I mean I'm at home because we have two children I went into the, the front room kind of practically crying go this can't be the future of my job <laughs> this is ridiculous uh, but it's come a long way since then and, and Tamika and Charlotte give me faith that this is like a, a real way of being able to to actually do the work we need to do and and um, and do it to like a standard way you can't actually tell that it was um kind of you know something where I was thousands of miles away sat in my pajamas.
1: And that had been our issue so far was we had done one virtual shoot earlier in the pandemic, if that's what we're calling it. And that turned out great. It was a very specific scenario. It was a human interest story um, with a, some children who were orphaned by COVID. And they were in Washington State and the photographer was in New York. And that worked out great. It was very cumbersome and time consuming, though, for the family. And to me, that was a real eye-opener in what I could get celebrities to do, because if they don't have help, if they don't have these extra hands, there's only so much you can expect from them. They're busy. They don't have all day. They're used to coming into a set and having everything taken care of. So we were trying to workshop after we did that one shoot, which looked beautiful, but didn't seem realistic for future shoots, how we could do the virtual shoots if we needed. And we did a bunch of tests, that were never intended to run just using staff members and their family. And we were having problems with file sizes, like the zoom, the FaceTime, we were seeing them on people's Instagrams. They look so pretty, but we couldn't get anything to print at a full page. And that just wasn't feasible to us. If we're shooting a celebrity, it needs to be at least a full page for the Regina. We had the cover. We had a full page inside. We had two full pages inside. I think one that was maybe even a little bigger than that. Like they were real files. So I had seen Austin on his Instagram and on um, posts that he was doing all these virtual shoots. So I reached out to Vanetta, not having Regina yet and being like, what are these file sizes like? How is Austin doing this? It's fine if he doesn't want to tell me, but I need to know if the situation arises that I can reach out and he can get me real files. The cover size,
0: high-res fire
1: Cover size, high-res, everyone will be happy with the result printing, and the celebrity will be happy with the quality of how they look. And so prior to having a shoot in mind, I had already kind of talked it through with Austin's Asian Veneta and knew that it was possible. So when the Regina thing came up, and, oh, we wanted her so badly to be in our People of the Year, she's had such a big year with Watchmen and with everything she's doing for Black Lives Matter, that it was important to us. But then her rep was like, well, she's in a bubble in New Mexico. We can't get anyone to her. I was like, said to the editor, we can still do this. I have Austin in my back pocket. (laughs) So it took a lot of free, like just looking at what was going on in the industry, Mm -hmm. all these things, because everyone's kind of doing their own thing and working at things differently. But a lot of times the result doesn't work for our brand even though it's beautiful, something I see wouldn't necessarily work for people. Something that has to print and be seen on 2 million copies.
0: Right. And lots of different photographers have their own different plan of
1: how they're working in a virtual environment. Right. That makes sense. I feel like it's the early days of digital, like when everyone was switching from film to digital and everyone was (laughs) kind of doing their own thing and the costs were all over the place.
2: It's been the year of the JPEG again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least it's not a PNG. right?
0: (laughs) One thing you guys both mentioned is how it was really important with this shoot that you had extra hands and how with your Rolana, with your real shoot with in DC, how having the subjects be able to actually help was really important. One other shoot you had mentioned earlier was your Jimmy Fallon shoot. Talk to me about how that worked and how, you know, It was in person, but how he really needed to help out the photo team there because not allowing people into the house.
1: So Jimmy Fallon was our first good size shoot during COVID. And I think it was early May even. I can check the date. And by good size, it was just Michael Lewis and one assistant who drove out to Jimmy's house in the Hamptons in separate cars. We weren't really doing testing back then. I don't think it was as prevalent or as gettable even and the whole idea was Jimmy Fallon doing his show from home, because that's when he was doing those cute little videos every day. And so, of course, Michael and his assistant handled all the photography, but it was really just Jimmy and his wife and his two kids. So they had to be the crew. Like, And I said to him, I said to Jimmy's rep, you know, normally I'd hire a prop stylist, they'd source, they'd bring out all this stuff. But we really wanted to look like Jimmy is doing the shoot or doing his show from his porch. So because we're not allowed in the house, we would love if it could be like a kid's desk and a kid's sign and all the little trinkets and family stuff. And Jimmy and his wife, and I think his kids helped make the signs too, had to pull it all together and schlep it out to his deck and kind of really do all their own set design for us and put it back afterwards. And I just kept apologizing profusely because in all my years of doing this, it just felt so awkward to make people do things. I feel like normally the only thing I make the celebrity do is if we want a fire in their fireplace because I do not want to burn their house to the ground. (laughs) That's so
0: great that he was all in. He was fully game to help, you know, make the shoot awesome. The photos look great.
1: He was a hundred percent in. He was down with the idea, but it just was it was a whole new world to me to just even think about like, okay, now we're gonna take all this stuff. You're gonna drag it out to your porch and then Michael's going to, you know, do some test shots and then we're going to restyle it based on the test shots like we would with a prop stylist instead of just them coming out after having all the test shots happen, having it all set and just ready to go.
2: I think that's been one of the interesting things about this whole experience is that the talent has to be involved in the concept from the get go. So I think been, I think it's made some of the pictures a lot better because the talent is a lot more involved. They're kind of doing stuff they want to do. Um, rather than just you kind know, of turning up to set and there being a you know a set design built and the clothes chosen already, these people are actually involved, and I think it's made the work a lot more interesting and a lot more cooperation from shooting the talent. It's been an interesting experience.
0: Austin, awesome. you did this big portfolio for Hollywood Reporter um, with Walking Dead. And I think you said it was like around 30, 35 virtual shoots. How involved were those celebrities? How how in were they on these shows? I
2: mean, this was back in the, I mean, it was in September. Um, well, no, actually, no, it was in August we shot this. Um, it was for TIFF, which is the Toronto Film Festival um, portfolio for the Hollywood Reporter. And it was interesting because what we actually did was we had 20-odd, backgrounds made up and sent out to talent and we sent them a roll of tape and they had to kind of tape it up somewhere in their house and and somewhere with good light, and we shot them in front of that so it was, it was an interesting experience because Naomi Watts kind of taping up her own background in a house and with her dogs and it all was all it all seemed a lot more I don't just a lot more engaged again just a lot more engagement from the talent the main thing about it was that a lot of the time it was the wives or the husbands or the children holding the camera. So, and, and that's been a different experience because I've always been used to people looking at the camera when I'm holding the camera. Their reaction to me being behind the camera, but for someone else to be behind the camera and kind of watching that and, and, and seeing what reaction people are doing. Uh, I think my favorite was like Andrew Lincoln, who's from Walking Dead, who had a movie at TIFF. And his um, nine-year-old son, Dylan, was holding the camera and I got the files and I was just like wow these are like the most engaged pictures I've ever seen like he was just like looking at the camera in such a loving adorable way then my heart melted I had to like get my wife and go come and look at this this is just like crazy like I could never if I was in the room this just wouldn't have happened like this and I was like well maybe (laughs) maybe this is actually a good you know I like the whole the whole way with virtual shooting I kind of and she was like this is just horrible like I have none of the tools at my disposal I can't control the lighting I can't control the camera I'm like what is this is this, this is not what I do but by doing so many of them I've kind of found as like actually lots of new skills to learn from it and it's been a very interesting experience but I think the most interesting one has been what, what happens when somebody else is behind the camera when it's a family member or you know someone they know well rather than just you know, this person is coming to take a picture briefly. It's been interesting.
0: That's so sweet. I love that. And with that for virtual, you said you did that on Zoom and FaceTime. Yes. So someone's like holding up a laptop or, or yeah. Laptop? So we
2: we have two devices going. So we have like a, a phone that they are controlling. Then Zoom. I have a Zoom which I'm directing as well. Yeah. It's just a bit of a mess.
0: <laughs> well, it's working out. The pictures are beautiful. So I wouldn't know it was it was such a mess. Well, uh, look, you look great.
2: Don't look closely.
0: Another shoot you guys did together. Um, this one was actually in person for Sexiest Man Alive, which is one of People Magazine's biggest portfolios, is uh you photographed Edgar Ramirez. Can you tell me a little bit what that was like, uh especially being in person?
1: Sexy. It's very sexy. <laughs> Everybody loves
0: Edgar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it was it was crazy. It was I mean it was overwhelming. It was my first kind of like in shoot with a crew with set design with catering. So it was a little overwhelming to have that many people and it was quite emotional. And I think I've done maybe a couple more since then and they've all been emotional. They've all like the smells of the white site being painted. I'm like, oh, I haven't smelled that in a year. That brings back so many memories. But yeah, Edgar was amazing because it was an amazing location. He's Truly like one of the most amazing people I've worked with. Um, So it was a really special shoot.
1: And for us, it was obviously a beautiful shoot, a beautiful photo at a stunning location. And it was all outdoors. And we did COVID testing, rapid testing. But it was probably one of our biggest crews to date because we did have the propping. We had video. We had the reporter. We had stylists. We had like everyone you can imagine from a normal shoot, distancing, wearing masks, being safe but still all the old things were there. There was catering in individual boxes. There was, you know, a chair trucked up a mountain to the side of a house, ridiculous things like that. But we were looking for a beautiful Vista and we were very happy with the location we got. But I would say that if you are reaching out to look for locations, just be prepared that a lot of the places you're used to working at aren't available. Last time I checked, City of Beverly Hills wasn't allowing permitting. So if you need to do something, it's, on the DL and a lot of places where you have shot before or are used to shooting, have new rules. Like you can't shoot in the house. So even if you can use the space, you still have to bring a motor home for the bathroom and changing and that kind of stuff. But then you don't want everyone crowding around the one bathroom. So then you need the porta potties Like everything is just a lot more and a lot more money because if you're renting the house, they're not giving you a discount on that. Or if they are, it's not worth the cost of the motorhome and the porta potties and all that other stuff. So, everything is just going into a shoot, not expecting to do it like the old way. Like, you have to kind of start with very few expectations of what you can produce and then kind of go from there. So, I was just going to say, like, things are better now, but earlier, like, we couldn't get clothes. None of the showrooms were open. So, the stylist Mm. would say, Yeah, I can style them, but it's going to have to be from their closet because I can't get any samples
0: and then if it's from their closet that. do you have to sanitize like do you when you're in a location home do you have to clean the home extra more than you would have before if
1: they're bringing We haven't had clothes? to do extra like they had just have the normal cleaning fee that applies and that hasn't really been an issue and fortunately we're now back where we can get clothes from showrooms but for a time especially earlier in the spring and early summer it just wasn't really possible because the People were all working from home and weren't in their showrooms. Right. And like we don't have messengers anymore. The whole thing's a mess.
0: And what about also being on set? Did you have anyone who was just in charge of of COVID? Does someone just in charge of making sure people were wearing their masks and social distancing? Or who does that, who does those responsibilities fall on?
1: I can't remember if we had someone for that shoot, a specific COVID safety coordinator or if Gladys, who Gladys Prior, who's my LA photo editor, who's amazing. She might've had to wear two hats that day because I think for us or for me personally, and maybe you feel differently, maybe Austin feels differently. It becomes a bit of a push and pull. If we're trying to keep the head count down to add someone else who's just another head, like, is that person necessary that day? If I don't have a photo editor on set, maybe that person is necessary. Or, yeah. or if I already feel like I have too many people, maybe I shouldn't.
2: And I think a lot of the crews that are working regularly are so used to to this now. You know, some you know some of my assistants and techs are working three, four, five days a week. So they're getting tested, you know, 10 times a week. They're getting PCR tests, rapid tests every day on set. And they're aware because, you know, they don't want to get ill and not work. So they're everyone's being cared for.
1: No, I think what Austin's saying is totally right is that this is now people's, hopefully just for the time being normal. So we're used to it. And if say someone has someone on set who's not good at following the rules, we'll hear about it and we'll be wary of hiring that person again. You know, like if there's an assistant or not that there would be, or anyone who's like, wears their masks under their nose, like that would make me uncomfortable. And I'm sure I would say, to whoever that person was with hey let's make sure that this person you know follows the rules mm-hmm. but I feel like my three times I'm said everyone has been a hundred percent rule followers and not like the people at the stop and shop
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great because then everyone feels safe everyone feels comfortable and we can all get back to shooting and everyone is tested often.
1: like a uh, You know, the crews are tested so often, as Austin was saying, like, even when we're doing the rapid test on set, my huge fear is that the photographer will have a positive test. But I'm always a little calmed by the fact that they've probably been tested a PCR test recently for another job. So because that happened with my President Obama shoot, no one was tested positive. But I said to the photographer, I said, my huge fear is that we'll drive down to DC and you'll get the rapid test and you'll test positive. And then I won't know what to do except curl up into a ball and cry. (laughs) And that didn't happen. And and the shoot happened and everything else. Don't worry about it. I was tested 48 hours ago. I just got the results back for a different shoot. (laughs) So that made me feel a little better. Yeah, that's good. Another shoot you guys talked about,
0: or Alana, you had mentioned was. Your Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell shoot. Now, I love Goldie and Kurt, so I was really excited to hear about this. And I'm sure our listeners will, too. So tell us a little bit about that in-person shoot.
1: So that was an in-person shoot that Ari Michelson did for a cover that just was a few weeks ago. And Kurt and Goldie, who we've worked with before and who are always lovely, had just some really strict rules. They, you know, was outside at their home. And it was just going to be Ari and his wife and photography partner, Louise, no one else, no other assistants, no digital tech, no stylist, no reporter, no COVID safety specialist, no one, just the two of them. And they don't have all day. They're given a normal amount of time for a shoot. So maybe like an hour, 90 minutes, we need a cover. We need five, six pages on the inside, just We didn't get scouting shots in advance, but we'd shot at their house before, so we knew kind of what the outside looked like and could game plan a little bit. And Ari and Louise were really just on their own to make it happen and make it work. And they did a beautiful job. And Goldie and Kurt's team had um, required testing, PCR testing at a specific place or a specific brand of tests. So we followed their guidelines to make them feel comfortable. And in the end, I think everyone was really happy. But it was interesting because sometimes when we're doing shoots with smaller crews or when there's no one from my staff there, we like to zoom in or see some test shots. But in this instance, I was just like, you guys don't have the time and you don't have the hands. Like, it's just the two of you. You need to go to these different locations that we've mapped out in their backyard. You need to make all this happen. I don't want you to take time away from that to talk to me or talk to Gladys. Like just go, you know, the plan troubleshoot. If you need to make it happen because we've done zooming in live to shoot and it does work, but I would say it's definitely time consuming. And that's Mm -hmm. a luxury that you don't often have. Austin, do you feel? Have you had people zoom in live as like
2: a? I've had a bartender? few, and I've and I've zoomed into my own shoots as well. So um, I think I I've, I've enjoyed it. I think it's I don't know. I think again, the less people on the set is better. So it makes everyone more comfortable, and there's less people around a computer monitor, which is you know a valuable space on set. Um, And I think everyone's, if your people are zooming in, they can share the screen with the client. And then the the talent, you know, the the, the client is just focused on the screen and can give actually valuable input rather than, you know, wondering why the catering is not out yet and other stuff, (laughs) you know, it's not really. (laughs) But I've actually enjoyed it. I think uh, having talent zoom into set, uh, sorry, clients zoom into set has been actually an interesting way of working. And yeah, and I, like I say, I've been, I did a job in, new york recently um and i just zoomed in to that my crew were in the studio with the talent and i just zoomed in and um and and shot it and then clicked out and went i had breakfast it's all very strange (laughs) i was like i could be in new york going for a bagel now or lunch (laughs) which was i sad about but yeah it's also nice i can go home have breakfast
1: (laughs) i don't know i just find it hard like i do see the merits of it but i also see where it's of course, Austin would need to be there as a photographer. But for me, if it was if Austin was shooting live, and I was on zoom, and I was like peanut gallery to him, it could be too late, he could have moved on with the talent. I don't want to frustrate the talent by, you know, the photographer being kind of pigeonholed waiting for the art director or the photo producer to weigh in. It just seems like Maybe I'm the only person who's been feeling this way. Like you are a lovely client. (laughs) (laughs) But it just feels like the delay or, you know, like a chorus line, the director eye from above is like slowing the process down and slowing the creative process down. And by the time I've weighed in with my comment, they're already, they've worked through that pose or they've Mm -hmm. gotten there or Maybe it's a good idea to do between setups. If you have the time to look together at the monitor via zoom and give comments of things you think you're needing for the next setup. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'm the only one who feels this way and I need to get.
2: I think, I (laughs) think right. That delay when, when you're doing a a shoot and like you say, by the time the comments got back to you on set, you already moved on to the next setup and you're like, okay, what do we do now? Do we, do we go back and redo that or are we, are we happy with what we have? Yeah,
1: but. Right, and maybe um, if you're working with a model, that is a luxury you have because you're paying for yeah. their day and you can do whatever you want all day within reason. But if you have a celebrity and you have this 30 minutes or this 45 minutes, I'd rather go in with a solid plan, knowing that the plan will change, but also knowing that the photographer knows like these are the must gets. So this is our plan. Even if the whole thing goes out the window, you need to walk away with these three things.
0: And that comes down to trust and and working with photographers that you have good communication with um, and that you trust to, to give you those um, images that you're wanting when you're not there to see it. So I think a good working relationship is is really important and really
1: excellent communication in advance. I think I'm also just being like overly descriptive now where – I'm not taking anything for granted. Like we always did mood boards, but now they're like excessive. They're very specific No, They're much more specific. They're much less of a vibe and much more right. of like a, we need this. <laughs> it needs to be this vibe, but I need this. Like, this
0: exact shot, the hand
1: here. Don't the copy it. Here.
0: Make it your own, but.
1: It Make it this. (laughs) We did a shoot um, that I mentioned earlier when Austin was speaking about kids with Matthew McConaughey for a cover. And it was photographed on an iPhone by his children because he was keeping distance and didn't want anyone coming to him either. And And how old are they? His oldest, I believe, is 11. And he was the main photographer. And the other two who are younger were more assistants. Um. And he's been a hobbyist photographer and he's really into it and he's really excited about it. And you do see like you get you see that the person on the other end of the camera that they know each other, Austin's right. You can see that. That
2: and connection's was adorable.
1: On, yeah. Yeah. It was shot on an iPhone and we made it part of the story. We made it editorial for the cover, but I gave like the most specific direction I've ever given in my life. You know, like it was like a 10-page PowerPoint with very specific like for the cover Matthew's eyes need to be looking at the camera the top of his head cannot be cut off but I also don't want it shot too far back because you can't really crop in on an iPhone photo that much so make it from his waist to above his head but not too much above his head
2: <laughs> my most yeah the, the phrase I've said the most is can you get the top of their head in <laughs> you're like oh God. <laughs> but you're right otherwise I mean, you're all just like...
1: dropping in tops of the heads from other shots and
2: I think that that's your on you have to be so exact in your things that you don't even think you're... about
1: like yeah. oh I forgot that people don't realize automatically on the magazine cover we need the top of the head because the logo has to pop from behind it like we can't can't just bleed off the top of the page. And as I said, you can't just take a really wide photo because an iPhone, we're not going to want to go more than 110%, maybe max, even with an 11, you know. And you're talking about just for
0: the non-photo editors uh, listening, you're talking about when you zoom into a photo and you crop into it making sure the proportions work and that you can cover the page size of, um, of a magazine.
1: Yeah. You, I mean, anytime you're zooming in more than hundred percent on a photo, you're losing some quality, but with an iPhone, it deteriorates much faster. Right. So what
0: are some other limitations or, or differences now that you're shooting, so much in, um, with this, these new procedures and these new limitations, Um, and, you know, thinking that this is probably going to be this way for a little bit longer. um, what are some of the, uh, the new limitations and and how are you solving for, for those problems?
2: Time, more time, Mm -hmm. time going to set, you know, you all now have to do rapid tests on sets, you know, so we have to, you know, just, you know, extra thirty minutes in the morning. Um, getting lunch, and you we know we all have to sit separately. And normally, we would maybe even discuss, you know, what's happening during the shoot during lunch. But you know, now you're kind of all kind of sat away, eating your food quickly as quick as possible, and getting your mask back on. So time is probably the 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 thing that you just need more of. Um, more time setting up because you normally have a smaller crew. Um, we're normally maybe down one or two assistants on a fairly big job and just time with the talent as well you know I think time with a talent you just need more of it as well which they are giving I find the talents are, are kind of mucking in and helping out with and kind of be more giving with their time what else Alana money time I, money <laughs> I don't
1: have more money for you <laughs> I feel like time is definitely a thing and I also just feel like it's rolling with the punches and each shoot kind of being its own thing. Like normally we would say, oh, we're doing a celebrity cover. Here's what I know is going to happen. Well, now I, might, I don't know that. So now I go into each one with no preconceived notions. And it's just a lot of conversations with the reps, with the photographer's rep, with the talent's rep. We want to make sure everyone is comfortable and everyone feels safe. So I've reached out to photographers, and when I've pitched them the story, they've said, I love working for you, but I don't feel comfortable doing that, going into someone's home. Please reach out to me again when it's an outside shoot. And I say, of course. And, you know, same thing with the talent. We say, you know, are you comfortable? Can we do at home? Can we have one room inside? Can we use a bathroom? Can we, like all these things that you would never think to ask before, all now need to be asked and it's better just to put it all out there in advance and make sure everyone is on the same page so that the day the shoot does happen everyone feels comfortable and everyone feels safe mm-hmm. I would say we were pretty late to the party on doing the at onset testing we didn't really start until maybe August with that or early September and not everyone has wanted it Some people have said, you know, I don't feel confident in the rapid results. I'd rather just everyone be safe. And then other people have said, I only like the PCR. So do the PCR. And then if we do it close enough, could people quarantine for the day or two beforehand? Or, you know, so each thing is really unique.
0: And you're kind of going on each shoot with your testing based on the the subject that you're photographing, whether so the talent or the, the subject,
1: studio. Yeah. Some When we're dealing with like shows, if it's a network show, they have very specific policies in place, the networks, and you just have to follow their rules. They often have their own tests as well. And then also the, if we're just dealing with the talent and their personal rep, but also what the photographer's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the glam, you know, where whatever glam there is, it all comes through the talent. So the talent likes this makeup artist, we will use that makeup artist and then assuming that person has been working with the talent kind of this whole time and it's not someone new to them. Mm-hmm. And so at first people were kind of doing their own. That's happening less so right now, but people are kind of working with the same little, group, even if they're not a technical pod.
0: On Goldie Hahn and and Kurt Russell, did they work on their own hair and makeup? Did they do their own or they had their pod? Um
1: she did not have a stylist. She had her hair and makeup person who she's been with for years. I think he was there earlier that morning, but Ari didn't see him. He was gone by the time he got there. And you know other people who I reached out to for other portfolios like I had a copy paste error in one of my emails because I was working too fast. And the makeup artist said, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not taking on new clients right now. I'm only working with people I'm used to working with. And I said, Oh no, this person said you work with her. But then I read back my email and I realized I copied and pasted the name wrong. <laughs> you know, when you're sending out too many yes. emails at once and they're like, Oh yeah, her, of course I would love to do that. <laughs> I
0: want to end our time on, on a bit of a high note. And one Thing that I feel like is, is real was really interesting for me I'm curious your experience Alana what was it like the first time since COVID you were back on set in person
1: real life photo so shoot I've been on set three times since March 13th or whatever the day was and the first time was in early September and it was with John Bon Jovi and his wife in New York and Jake Chesson shot it and it was It felt so good. (laughs) We were a mix of indoor and outdoor. And I would say I was definitely nervous about making sure I was doing the right thing. And I wasn't overstepping my bounds, like instinctively walking too close to the monitor. Or like when it was time to eat my little box lunch, I was like in a corner, (laughs) like hovering, like everyone away from me while I eat my box lunch in the corner. But I would say overall, it just felt so good to be back. And I didn't realize how much I missed it because we had been doing such great work from a distance. You know, The photographers had all been doing amazing work for us and I was really proud of the content we were producing, but to actually be there just felt, I just didn't realize how much I missed it. And I've only had the opportunity to do it two more times since then, because we're not really traveling kind of all over the place so if there's something in the city or there was one in Connecticut which is my other reason for attending all the Connecticut celebs um, (laughs) you know just I'm looking forward to going back and I'm hoping that by you know the spring or the summer oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what photo producers and photo crew aren't like bumped up on the vaccination list like first responders (laughs)
0: teachers. Austin, your first shoot back was Edgar and you did mention um, that, you know, it was a lot, it was a little overwhelming. So maybe just tell us a little bit more about how you, you felt, not about the mechanics of the shoot and the equipment and whatnot, but just like how you felt being there back on site. It
2: felt so nice to be holding a camera. It felt so wonderful to see my crew again and be able to work with them because I've missed them so much um and it was a beautiful location it just felt like a truly special shoot that one um yeah it's just I mean it's just so overwhelming (laughs) being I mean like you know I think especially being a photographer you know it's your job but it's also your life so it felt really nice to be back and doing it again in person and and just also have an interaction with somebody um while doing your job rather than kind of a spotty zoom call was amazing. Yeah. And the, the ones since I've all equally been, they've all been so different. Like, I think, like Lana said, they normally shoes kind of follow a pattern and everyone has been very different and kind of special in its own way. So I'm excited to get back. I'm just, I feel like this year everyone's changed and my work has changed. I'm excited to get back and kind of explore that as well. So I'm just kind of raring to go.
1: Yeah. I feel, I'm curious to see where we go next with before we're allowed to reopen because I feel like there's kind of been at the beginning, no one was doing anything. I'm not leaving my house. Don't, I don't want to see anyone. Then it was warmer out and people had the time and they were like, sure, you can come to my driveway. And then Hollywood started reopening and they started going into these bubbles. And then it got harder because they were bubbled like Regina, or we had a shoot with, Someone who was filming out in Montana. And I said, I can probably get someone to Montana um, driving. And they said, Oh, no, it's not allowed. Like, you got the bubble, that's it. So now that's almost like lockdown again, you know, like mm-hmm. the Bachelor and Bachelorette people who we always like to photograph. We love them, they love us. And, but they're in a bubble that where production won't let other people come in. So what do we do? So now that's where we are and it's harder and now you have to be more creative and different problem solving and different virtual things. But people are getting, are allowed to get packages now and they don't have to wipe them down so you can send more equipment or you can send props where earlier maybe people in April, no one would take a delivery from anyone.
0: So we don't wipe down groceries anymore? I
1: don't. (laughs) So now I want to know where we go next. Like what's the next? Bump in this whole COVID journey.
0: One more question I want to ask before we sign off is what has been your craziest uh, shoot experience thus far? (laughs) Austin, what about the French director?
2: The French, I mean, that was like my first uh, experience into like COVID professional life. And I was just like, this is like a comedy show this is ridiculous (laughs) it was like an iphone 4 she didn't speak any english she'd never she'd never held an iphone and it was just like oh god i need a new job (laughs) um but i think that i think i mean just the the day-to-day i mean we have two young children where my wife works we're both working from home and um Uh, it's just been like just a constant juggling act right for everyone and everyone's going through the same thing so it's just it's just it's just it's just been a bizarre year yeah.
0: Alana what about for you craziest COVID experience?
1: I don't know I feel like because I'm from a distance you know it's all just like juggling the home and the work and we're able to get it done we pulled together the four people of the year covers and they were all vastly different very quickly. Um, We did Sexiest man alive, everything had to be just different. And I think the quality of the work is at the same level. I just think the behind the scenes and the making of it is where the difference lies. And I think um, we even did, we did small different Emmy portfolio where we once again use different photographers. And this is new to us. We're used to doing a portfolio and having one person shoot the whole thing but it's just not practical when people are different places. You can't fly someone all over the place. And so we had um, like Art Stryver shoot Kevin Hart. And then for the same portfolio, we had Keenan Thompson's wife shoot him. So it's just like, it was. who would have thought in a million years that would have been the scenario. And I was on Zoom with Keenan and his wife while she was shooting and we were giving direction in real time and how exciting uh, her photographs running next to Art Striber photographs in the magazine. I mean that. and I also learned that my bar for wearing makeup is like if I didn't wear makeup for that, when am I gonna wear it? <laughs> <sighs> but it worked out great. Like, but we once again went in with a really solid idea. Like this is what we need to do let you go with the plan so I would say does it stifle creativity a little it probably does but it's the problem solving that's more creative mm-hmm. yeah I think that's idea. something
2: yeah going forward for next year it's just like how you know prescriptive do you want to be with the ideas because I find it very helpful and talent really reacts well when they're showing you exactly what they need to do um when normally like you say we go with something a bit more wishy-washy yeah, something a bit I mean, more it's just a cool, vibe right. loose yeah, so and we you want find everyone you...
1: happy having fun and then now it's like okay well you need to stand here you, you need one there but yeah
2: you... we need one portrait we need one horizontal we need one with yeah, uh, need, you know three quarters like a much more,
1: and... more specific list of what we need to get because we don't think we'll get it within this loosey-goosey day <laughs> i love I mean, the one loosey-goosey one th- days
2: <laughs> One of my favorite things was trying to teach Meryl Streep how to use an iPhone camera. That was probably the highlight.
1: That's a pretty good highlight. <laughs> but I don't. I do think that when this is all over, like we, I do not plan on doing more virtual shoots. Yay! Yes, <laughs> I'm happy with the content we've created. I'm happy with the photos that we've made. But it's not like a new. Skill for our toolkit. It was like when needed, we did it. But I don't think it's something I would do moving forward. I would fly Austin to New Mexico moving forward.
2: Yeah, I Um, don't know. I find I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously there's obviously uh, things are better when you're in a room. But like I say, we like the you know the like the the one we just did in in New York where we're actually fitting it to a shoot we'd done in LA. And normally they said you want to come to New York. I was like, I can't do that. I have two young children. I can't. I can't get on a plane and having quarantine at home for two more weeks so it'd be driving me insane but the, the shoe went great and I was like well that's just saved like three days of my time and it, in reality it just took two hours to sat at home and it worked out fine and no one's none the wiser that this was shot remotely or she was even in New York and I'm like well maybe there's something here you know maybe there's a, a way this could work in the future I don't know what it was like, ball, and it's a different.
1: money saver. Um, that's not what I was just going to say. Yeah. All over. And and if what you're saying for this shoot was it was piecing into another shoot and you had your crew in New York, that's like the ideal virtual situation.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I'd be in a cab back to JFK now and I'm like, I'm just, I'm home already. And the pictures are zooming into my, you know, they've been sent across right now and it will all be done in, you know, an hour. So I was like, this, there's definitely been, there's definitely a lot of downs, but there has been some positives about the way we can work and the way we communicate what we need as well to people has been an interesting experience and has, has taught me something at least.
0: Alana, you said this is not a, a tool you want in your toolbox anymore, but are, is there a new habit you guys have developed um, through this? A, a new habit, a new tip, a new way of working that you will continue to use?
1: I would say still the clarity of like before, if I were to have um, a cover shoot with Austin, we'd have a phone call with my creative director, but we probably wouldn't really send many visuals. I would, maybe it would be one small mood board and it would be sent while we were on the call. You wouldn't really have, you'd be like, do you see a pop-up in your email? And now we're just so much clearer and we have so much more planning and so much more conversation that when we do get on the call, maybe we do it a Zoom. We never did Zoom or video calls for creative calls prior to this. And that I've really enjoyed and I would love to keep doing that in the future when we're back in the office. I think it just helps put everyone on the same page and helps the creative flow, the ideas when you can see the other person and you can share your screen.
2: Yeah, that's been great. Even when we've been doing the virtual shoots, I can share my screen with the references, and we can t- we're both looking at the same image at the same time, and I can gauge their reaction. And I think again, that kind of the way you communicate with talent has taught me so much. Like being able to share I don't know why we didn't
1: think of it beforehand. Like, why did we just have like these conference calls beforehand with no like. Zoom was a thing beforehand. I don't know. FaceTime was. like. It seems so weird that it just never crossed our mind. Or maybe it did for other brands and just not for people.
0: When I was working at Entertainment Weekly, I was on the East Coast and they were on the West Coast. And I always would FaceTime them. Anytime there was a meeting, I'm like, turn on the video call. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't like it, I don't think. But it really did help me uh in communicating because I feel like it's things go so much better when you can see a person a lot comes across in the eyes um and in your expressions and your gestures so I do that is one thing I will keep too is video calls much more it's nice
2: to see people I like I've I've only ever seen a Alana on a shoot and that was like two years ago and we've yeah, emailed multiple times time. <laughs> yeah. since so it's nice to see people and catch up you know it's really it's, it's, it's a lot more personal
1: will we go back to wearing real pants that's the big question <laughs> <laughs>
0: only on set <laughs> but why why
1: <laughs> I
2: did it I did I didn't put my jeans on I kept my like my, my comfy pants on for my shoes come on
1: set <laughs> leggings they're a thing <laughs>
2: yeah
0: this has been so lovely i really appreciate you guys taking the time out to talk to us and to our listeners and sharing all of your experiences about what it's like shooting during these crazy times
1: thank you guys bye
2: bye thank you all